All right, it's June 6th, another Thursday edition of Headliners. Today we're going to talk about uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman. We're going to do a little Chris Helmsworth talk, uh, Apple killing iTunes, and uh, some murder talk, too. It's just uh, Jimmy and I, Dave, RIP to his girlfriend. She's sick. Let's get into this. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. I say it, sounds like she died. Bridge on the River Kwai, Patton, and Herbie fully loaded. You serious, Clark? I always tell it through. Is that your thing? You come into a bar, you read some obscure passage, and then pretend you'd be pawned off as your own? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Did that go the way you thought it was going to go? Nope. Nope. Uh, clarification. Uh, Dave's girlfriend is not dead. She's sick. R.I.P. to her. Not dead. Not Definitely dead. not dead. Definitely not dead. Just sick. All right. Uh, last weekend's box office, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, debuted at number one with $47.7 million. Aladdin dropped number two, bringing in $42.8 million. Rocketman debuted at number three, $25.7 Ma debuted at number four, $18.0. And then uh, John Wick ran out of the top five with eleven point oh eight. And let's not forget Avengers Endgame, still top ten in the six, just bumped out. Not at the, uh, we're not there yet. We're still in the, the tattoo area. We're getting to the, uh, we're getting to the time where I want to see movies. I want to see Aladdin. I probably not enough to see it in theaters. I want to see rocket man in theaters. Mm. We're reviewing that, uh, next Monday. Yep. I want to see that really bad. John wick three. We already saw and book smart. Is that the one I want to see? Yes. Yeah, the one you want to see. That's and we, got you written all over it. Yeah. So I'm excited. And then the, that pivots right to our next conversation is trailers are coming out more for movies mm. that I want to see. First uh, batch of Oscar movies. This Ford versus Ferrari with Matt Damon and Christian Bale looks amazing. This came out. I, I was not aware of this at all. Were you? No. It, it looks amazing. Same guy that made Walk the Line, which is one mm. of my favorite movies. Christian mm-hmm. Bale. Christian Bale's so good at acting, it creeps me out. He's such a different person every time he's on screen. He was just Dick Cheney, and now he's this guy. I uh, There's a scene in the first half of this trailer. I only watched the first half. That's how much I liked it. <laughs> where he's at the diner, and he, like, laughs. So the movie's about Ford versus Ferrari. F- Ford wants to build a race car that can beat Ferrari. Matt Damon helps build and engineer the race car, and Christian Bale is, like, the reckless driver, right? Yeah, well, Matt Damon's Carroll Shelby. Who I don't know. I don't know any of this real life. Carol Shelby is is like a, a world class car designer. He's, okay. he's a big deal. Okay. Is remember it, remember Gone in sixty seconds? Never seen it. Okay. Never mind. Move on. What about Christian Bale? Is he, is he, should will people know his name? Is he a famous race race car driver? He's a famous racer, but not not nearly as much as Carol Shelby. Okay. Well, uh, there's a scene where they're talking in in the trailer. They're talking in the booth at the diner, and he says. Uh, Oh, you're going to use a Ford to beat Ferrari? Did you tell him you need 200 years to do it? He says, no, 90 days. And Christian Bale laughs. And it's a really good laugh. He's acting. And it mm-hmm. weirds me out because I'm like, oh, he's such an actor. It creeps me out. Yeah. It was, it's, he, he genuinely enjoyed it. It's over a dumb joke. It's weird. It's, he's oh. so, uh, Christian Bale's very, very good. I hate I hate when he ends up in movies I dislike. It feels like such a waste of his talent because he's gonna I, I he's gonna crap. He, I can't remember when he's been in that we disliked. Vice was terrible. I disagree on that one. Yeah, but you I, liked him in Vice. 
Yeah, they ruined it. I'd like to no, see. No, the story was sucked, but you liked him in Vice. Yes, but I, but I, I, I the movie it was, was wasted. Bad. I'd like to see an edit of that movie without all the nonsense. Yeah, um, you missed at the very, very end, the last bit of the trailer. I was a little bit kind of like put off. Why is that? Because uh, Carol Shelby got in the car that they finished, the the one that was set to beat the Ferrari, and they, he had to bring the Ford Motor guy, like the, the big wig, to show what they've done. And he whipped him around the track, and he was, he's like, oh, buckle up and get ready. He's like, I was born ready. And he whips him around the track a little bit, and at the end he's like panting like a little girl. And like, just like, oh, oh. I'm like that's it was supposed to be funny and like a little joke. I was like that's kind of not the tone that the whole trailer went. Oh yeah. And I hope yeah. I hope they don't like do like comic relief in this one because it doesn't need it. Yeah, it looks awesome. I'm at mm-hmm. now. Now we're playing. Let's go to Christian Bale's uh, IMDb. Yes. And uh, okay, Vice. He was good. I didn't like it. Uh, Hostels. I liked Western. Didn't get a lot of public reception and in, in favor, but I liked it. I didn't see that one. There's a lot here that I think I don't know, but the promise? What's that? <laughs> don't know. I have no idea what the promise is. Set during it's probably the last quality. There's probably just like fifteen people saw it though. Dude, set during the last days of the Ottoman Empire, the promise follows a love triangle between Michael, a brilliant medical student, the beautiful and sophisticated Anna and Chris, a renowned American journalist in Paris. Came out in two thousand sixteen with Oscar Isaac. What is mm-hmm. this movie? I've never seen that. My God. And then, uh, and then in 2015, he has one called King of No Knight of Cups. <laughs> what? I've never Does seen. Does he do all these like indie movies just because like to to get himself off because he loves acting? And then like just like all right, I'll do a box office hit this year just a, to make the money. A writer indulging in all that Los Angeles and Las Vegas has to offer undertakes a search for love and self via a series of adventures with six different women. Yeah, dude, I don't know any of these movies. I want to see them because I like him so much. But then we have Exodus, Gods and Kings, American mm-hmm. Hustle, Out of the Furnace, The Dark Rises. I know all those. And then this one, The Flowers of War. What's that? <laughs> Probably good. Dude, what are all these movies? All right. Well, I want to move on to the next one, Ad Astra. We can, yeah. we can go down an IMD rep. I feel like we're going to we're gonna hit up yeah, IMDb yeah. later on, too, anyways. We uh, got a couple things that are IMDb this worthy. This is Ad Astra, not AD Astra? I have no idea. Maybe AD Astra sounds, it may, might be, because it's a, it's space stuff. I have no idea. not interested in this movie at all. I know this You're is, not? It's upsetting because I love Brad Pitt. And Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. I got I got halfway through the. I watched the whole trailer because I do that. Because I'm a normal person. But it's it. I got halfway through and I was realized I don't know what the purpose of this story is. I, it's space. I get that. His father was a spaceman too, and he he went off into space and he did space stuff. And the world's going to come to an end unless he goes up in space. That's that's the gist of it. It's it sounds like a high school play, uh, like the world is in jeopardy and one man has to travel to space. <laughs> I'm going to give it a little more credit than that, but it sounds like, I don't know. I don't know. It sounds like an Interstellar-ish, like, like uh, Apollo 13 meets Interstellar. The description is, an astronaut travels to the outer edges of the solar system to find his father and unravel a mystery that threatens the survival of our planet. He uncovers yeah. secrets which challenge the nature of human existence and our place in the cosmos. 
Yeah, I'm like so out on this. <laughs> yeah, it's. I want to be in. I do. I, I still want to, but I'm I'm struggling with what's actually happening. They had a um a car chase with Moon Rovers and a shootout too with with real guns. I don't know. I couldn't tell. It was weird. Yeah, I don't know. I doesn't wanted from, to like it. I would ha- I would need so many people to tell me it's good before I go check it out. All right. Well, Dave and now, and now I have a million uh, Christian Bale movies to go watch. <laughs> All right. Uh, so next up, Robert, Robert Pattinson. He's becoming Batman. I thought, I think a lot of people thought this was going to be a one-off called The Batman in the DCEU or whatever it is called. It's not. It's going to be a trilogy. Now, Jimmy, you may like this because you hate superheroes, correct? Yeah, but I'm, I mean, I like the other Batman. Yeah, this is going to be Batman, like that one, but better because it's going back to its roots back in like the early comic books when Batman was quoted as the world's greatest detective. So he's not going up against evil. He's like stopping. I think he's like small, not small time crime, but like real crime. And he's he's like maybe stopping murders. He's like being, but being a cop about it, which I like. Interesting. Yeah, I more detective work. I don't really know what that means. Well, I mean, there's the there's cops and detective work. We know that those basic cop shows, right? But then the superhero, like Superman versus Batman, when they like have fucking nuclear explosions going on, huge guns and aliens flying around, it's going to be less of that. Like, not that at all. He says it's going to be a point-of-view-driven noir Batman tale. Oh, I love that. I just... Everything about that sentence makes me happy. Yeah, Excited that sounds it. cool. I mean, I'll give it a shot, but... if you, I mean, you're, you're all about the Joker. This is going to be in the same vein of the Joker. It's like realistic nonsense. Is that out? Did we miss no. that? No. What? We would we would be all over that. No. But I feel like we've been watching previews for the Joker for a year now. No, we haven't been watching previews for it. We watched one one trailer, but like we've been looking at like set set photos for a year now. Yeah, it's been a lot of that. I know, but they, th- these things take time to make. You know. What's Robert Pattinson been doing? Like is. I don't know. I mean, like, people say he's he's done some good stuff. IMDb. Here we go. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I liked him in Water for Elephants, but I think that was a long time ago. What was that nine eleven movie he did? That was really touching. I don't know. It was like the, the last scene of the movie. I mean, spoiler alert. I don't know the name of the movie, but the last scene, he went to go see his father in his office. His father wasn't there. He looked at the window. The plane came in. Jesus. Maps of the Stars. The Rover. Mm. Life. Mm-mm. The Lost City of Z. Probably not that. Good Time. Nope. Definitely not that. Damsel? Nope. High Life? No. The Lighthouse? That's all. That's all? Yeah. Yeah. Remember Me? Remember Me. That's what it was. That was from 2010. Yeah. It was wonderful. It was a real tear-jerker. They ended the movie by him dying in 9-11? Yeah. The plane, they looks, looks out the window, and the plane's coming right for his floor. What the fuck? Oh, it was it was one that you did not expect. That sounds bad. Oh, but it was powerful. It wasn't like it was kind of like the big reveal because like he got worked downtown. He worked in a tower. They didn't reveal the tower. They didn't reveal like what building he worked at. I don't think it might have been like a sign in the background. But yeah, he's like oh, it's just him and his father were repairing in the relationship. He went up to go see him and. His father actually like went down to go meet him somewhere to surprise him elsewhere. So it was like a, a ship's passing in the night, and he showed up there uh, just just in time to die. 
It's terrible. We just spoiled the ending of this movie for everyone. Spoiler alert. <laughs> don't, I mean, don't watch it. It makes you really, really sad. I am watching it. You're watching it right now? Yeah, I'm watching it right now. I'm watching the ending. Because <laughs> this is ridiculous. I know. It's it's not a normal thing to hear. Like, it yeah, seems it, in bad taste. But I don't think if, it didn't feel like it was bad taste at the time. Of course, this, this is me as a 20, 22 year old. So that's, I mean, I had bad taste everywhere. Like they couldn't have him die any other way. They had to use a, tr- like what, did they warn people who had relatives who died in 9-11? Like, hey, maybe don't watch. I don't know, man. That's nine years later. Maybe there was a, a tr- I don't know. I don't know. I was blown away at the end. Are you there yet? Yeah, they just like panned out from him in the window. It's fucking wild, right? Man. Makes yeah. it, it's like freaky. I don't like it. And uh, if if you if you were if you were on board the whole movie and you saw it, it was it was a uh, it was one right in the gut. Nah, don't like it. Okay. Whoever wrote it should retire from Hollywood, just like Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> Oof. He's taking he's taking a break from acting to spend time with his family. Uh, is this uh, is anyone sick or is it literally just vacation? Like no, that? his 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 daughter is seven year seven years old and his sons are uh, he's got twins. And they're five years old, and he said that yeah, it's um, they're becoming uh, very uh, very aware of when he's not there. Yeah, that's cool. Just take no. This is this is a good move. This is this is a, a good dad move. He's made a fucking so much money. Uh, ho- hopefully, he's invested it well and like is set for life in a way that he can do this. It's can just, just he, like he just got to wrestle his mind and see how if he can handle off time. But this is cool. He's he's got to be exhausted. Yeah, we just go over like. Can you count on like one hand the the amount of things you're proud of that you've done in the past ten years? Um, I don't know. That's pretty tough. Okay, well, guys, okay, so I'm just gonna run the list of the movies that the big movies that he's done in the past ten years. Let's hear right. it. Star Trek, Thor, The Cabin in the Woods, The Avengers, Snow White and the Huntsman, Red Dawn, Star Trek Two, Rush, Thor: Dark World, Avengers: Age of Ultron, The Huntsman. Ghostbusters, Thor Ragnarok, 12 Strong, Avengers Infinity War, Bad Times at El Royale, Avengers Endgame, Men in Black International. Those are those, those are, are all blockbuster hits. And those are all like big big money makers. Maybe and not he, he maybe not Bad Times at at El uh, Royale. Maybe not but, but everyone heard of everyone's heard of that, I feel like. It was cool. I liked it. I don't right. know, but th- that that's like a wrecking crew of movies to be in. That's a career, and he's did it in ten years. And there was like usually you you go through IMDb and you f- you flick off ones you haven't heard of. Or there weren't many. There weren't many. The, there weren't many you hadn't heard of. Yeah, these I mean, are all bangers. Good for him. Yeah, What's his I brother mean, doing? Less. Much much less. So his brother's got to still work. Yeah, of course it does. I mean, it's it's just nice to see people in Hollywood that say like, "Hey, you know, I'm top of my game. I am literally the hottest I can be right now." Did you and leave he's... out Ghostbusters? No, I, I include Ghostbusters. Okay, just making sure. I mean, I know, I know a lot of people didn't like Ghostbusters, but it was still a good movie to be in. He was included in a franchise. Did you include the episode of Fergus McPhail, the TV series he was in, where he played Greg? I did not. Wow. 
I I don't know that one. <laughs> did, you, did you did you ever see Rush? No, I never saw it. That was such wait, a good one. Wait, that the the racing one? Yes. I did see it. I thought it that was, was I remember thinking it was cool but not amazing. Is that with I, uh, Olivia Wilde? Yes. Uh yes. This Ford Ferrari one looks better than that one. Yeah. But see, I'm I'm a race fan, so it 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 was it was in my wheelhouse. What's your favorite race? My favorite race? Yeah. I'm I'm a NASCAR guy. Uh call it Winston Cup still, but it's it's you know, the monster race series. I was setting you up for ethnicity joke. Why is that? Oh I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Over my head. Can we talk about oh, this next storyline you got on here is funny. Uh Apple is mm-hmm. killing iTunes. It's dead. I complain about iTunes almost every day inside my head when it pops, really? when it pop pops up for no reason on my computer, and then I go to the settings and I say don't pop up when I don't want you, and it, it reverts itself. I hate when iTunes opens up. I've never intentionally opened iTunes. I hate iTunes. You don't use it. What do you use for music? Spotify. Do you can you buy music on Spotify and have your own little library? You just first ha- of all, who the fuck buys music anymore? I know. You just have every song ever. See, I haven't I haven't purchased music in a decade, probably. Me neither. But I don't. But, but I'm sitting here thinking about how I listen to music. I I always assumed it was through iTunes without ever opening iTunes. I don't know. It's a real weird world. You don't listen to music. It sounds like I do. Um, but I mean, let me look at my phone here. It says music. My iPhone is music, so I'm assuming it's iTunes. But so I go, I swipe over. There's the iTunes store. I never go in that. Holy ever. shit, dude! You listen to music just from the music app, so you buy music? No, 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 no. No, I do the 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 for you thing. I I pay I pay nine bucks a month, and it's it's like Spotify, but it's it's Apple's version of Spotify. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's much worse. Spotify, Spotify. Yeah. So see, I, I think I got I got in on Spotify way too early when it was still shitty. Oh yeah, back in like 2010, Spotify was brand new, and you had every song ever. But their curated playlists were terrible. Now, Apple, now Spotify's got the best curated playlists. All right. Well, I'm gonna maybe probably bounce over to that now because uh, I, I was in early and uh, it shouldn't have been in there. Yeah. Um, does this mean iTunes can get off my computer? That'd be great. I hate maybe. iTunes. I, I'm. You know what? It's. I wasn't even thinking about this, but I am looking at this box right now that's been on my laptop. I got my wife's old laptop because mine died. And I've had to sign into iTunes Store with her Apple ID and password, and I've used I've tried to sign to my own. I've tried signing to hers with her password, and it will not take. And I've had this box up here that will not go away for honestly two weeks now. I just I just keep like pushing stuff in the background. Hmm. Does that mean I'm going to get rid of this finally? Yeah, I think so. You're done. Well, is that going to disappear because they're killing it? Or yeah. will this just happen more now? Because like I feel like iTunes is just like a. It's own little virus, so it just, you can't get rid of it. It basically is a virus. That's why yeah, I'm, I'm skeptical is. of this. Speaking of killers. <laughs> oh, buddy, this one got me going. If you notice. This but, is a crazy this, story. This is the best. But this, this is, is this is the headline story. Yeah, okay. So, so uh, I, I got giddy. Let me do this guy. I put a lot of notes into this one because I read it back and forth three times. Ashton Kutcher testified during the Hollywood Ripper trial this week. The Hollywood Ripper, Ripper trial. Are you familiar with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, bad news. This guy was a fucking monster, but he only—they uh, only found four victims. I don't—I don't mean only is that way, but it's like, yeah, I'll move on. 
So in 2001, Ashton Kutcher went to go pick up this girl that he was going to go on a date with. She had been in contact with her earlier in the day uh, through texting maybe or in the call the day before. Uh, so he showed up, and he showed up late. And he, he, he was knocking the door, no answer. Called her, no answer. He looked into the window, which, I mean, you can say it's a creep move, but, I mean, back in 18 years ago, not really. And he saw wine stains on the carpet. He's like, oh, well, maybe she's having a party. Maybe she just dropped her wine whatever, and she was probably pissed off and left and went out for the night. Dumb guy thing to think. So he went out, did about, about, went about his business. He called her, tried calling her several times, but he just, you know, night, it was 2001. Self-service was shitty, so he assumed it's just bad service. Uh, then he uh, found out the next day that she was in the apartment, murdered, laying on the ground, out of view. Stabbed 47 times in the neck. Fucked up. He's, I mean, is, is he not dumb for, like, looking in the window and assuming it was wine all over the floor? No, you don't know what it looked like. Why would you assume it's blood, man? I mean, we're in an age of true crime now, and you are a true crime addict. Yeah, yeah. So that would be I your mean, my, thought. My, so, yeah. so, like, think of, like, a novice, especially in 2001, man. Like, this true crime rage we're in right now is, like, four years old. I know. I know, like, there's been TV shows and stuff about, like, you know, well, how did I get away with it and all that stuff. But, like, right now, we are in, like, <laughs> the golden age of true crime stories. and it's, it's, a, it's a balloon bubble. It's, like, it's huge. Yeah, so uh, it's more on our minds. But you would, you would not think. I mean, who knows what he saw. This is just crazy. I kind of feel bad for him. This, I mean, I don't know how this didn't affect him deeply. I mean... Let's look at the timeline. In 2001, he was doing that 70s show, right? Uh, IMDb. IMDb him right now. Yeah, that 70s show and a terrible movie called Texas Rangers that he has admitted was terrible. Uh, What about uh, Punked? Was that before or after current? No, Punked had to be uh, like later on, like 2002. That's that's one year later. So it's production. Trying to think. Uh, it would have to, we'd have to go to his self, because uh, he, he was his self in punk He was a uh, producer or whatever. I think the first season of punk was like 2003, because I think I lived in Connecticut. <laughs> and that's how I gauge things. I just feel, I, I'm interested to see if there's like a... a 2003. A, okay. I was, I was wondering if there was like a break in him, like where he's like, oh, well, I was going to date with this girl, and there was... She was laying dead, almost decapitated, on the other side of the door for me. This no, dude. He, he, he quit that 70s show before everyone else and immediately went on to do, like, his own things. I thought uh, Topher Grace was the first one to quit. Um, No, I think Ashton Kutcher was. Mm, debatable. Topher Grace left for the last season. Was he on and off? I felt like he like bailed. Maybe early I'm to go, wrong. To go to college. I think you're wrong. Tover Grace went to college, and then they went on. They wanted like three more seasons without him, or two more. Yeah, they tried to get Seth Meyers' brother to replace him. Oh yeah, that was weird. Mm-hmm. Was he like the the cousin or the steps? I don't know. He, that was they tried to shoehorn in. They're kind of like what they did with uh, uh, Two and a Half Men, shoehorning Ashton Kutcher. Full circle. Yeah, but. Ashton Kutcher in Two and a Half Minutes still worked, right? I don't know. I I, I I didn't like it. 
I wasn't still got like minute. it still got crazy ratings. I didn't watch just any of that show. Ever. Well, because I mean, it was it was the it was the same thing as uh, Big Bang Theory. It was it was a formula. It was those those stock laughter uh, sitcoms on CBS, and it played primetime. So the older crowd just got home from work, watched the daily, nightly news, put those CBS, and it was there. So think, ratings th- never changed. I think they both left for the eighth season. They both were gone. Yeah. Um, All right, so one through seven were, were gold, and then eight Kutch, and Kutcher terrible. stayed for, like, two more episodes and then left early because he's in 184 and Topher's in 179. Hmm. Who'd you like better in that show, Topher or Kutcher? Topher. Big-time Topher guy. I love him. I was a big fan of that 70s show. Me too. I watch it sometimes at night now, but it's it's kind of jarring. Jarring in what way? I can't fall asleep to it. Because <laughs> you get so like hooked into it? No, because the transitions are like... They're loud. Yeah. They do the tie-dye dancing in between. I don't let Katie fall asleep to New Girl. It's like one of my rules in bed. Why? Oh, man, dude. New Girl, if you ever just close your eyes and listen, they scream. Like, every 30 seconds, a character screaming. I know, screaming. but it's so fucking funny. Yeah, but that's not falling asleep to. That's Maybe not. That's, I mean, like, I... loud and in your face, and you're going to be up, up for it. Oh, I love New Girl so much. They scream all the time. I like New Girl, but they scream all the time. I so. mean, I'm, I'm used to shouting, so it's, it's maybe just normal to me. Uh, I, love Nick, I love when Nick yells. He's a great yeller. So this this Keanu or this Ashton Kutcher thing's crazy. He, mm-hmm. he a girl got murdered the night he was supposed to take her out for a date. I mean, does he think if he got Nick, there on time? I wonder how long it was. No, no, it was it was that that he wouldn't have helped her at all. In a way, he's um, lucky he didn't go in and see her. Then he doesn't have that visual. Well, I mean, no one would have let him in because she was dead. Yeah, but if he like saw like oh that's blood and then he like broke in and then saw. Then he'd have the yeah. visual. Yeah, no, you're right. That would have been weird. But still, 18 years later, and he's still living this little kind of. I mean, this is a nightmare for him. He's got to think about this. Like, if ever he uh, like, uh, was it Mila Kunis, his wife? Yeah. Yeah. If she ever drops wine in the carpet, does he like have a flashback? Nah. Nah, he's good. I, I don't know. Maybe. He's got a lot of. I'm going to think about it. He's a big. And now he's, 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 a he's big on in, trial. He's a big. He's not on trial. You, oh, sorry. He was. He was, he was testifying. He's testifying. Yeah. Just big to difference. what he saw. I understand that. Big difference. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Keanu Reeves is going to join the MCU, which is the Mar- Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, exactly. And then is that a good thing? I don't know. You got to tell me your thoughts here because I have no idea. I mean, we, we we agreed last week or two weeks ago when we talked about John Wick. Uh, he is the worst actor of all time, but a wonderful stunt actor. Replacements so. is still a great movie, though, even though he's a bad actor. I feel like that he gave that his like his Oscar level performance for that because it's good. I love it. My dog's like panting, and I feel bad. So, oh, poor Zim. Is he gonna throw up? No, he's just sleeping. I think it's hot in here because I'd turn the air conditioning off while we record because it's too loud. Oh shit! But but it's all right. He's good. I just woke him up because it was like, hey, wake up and <laughs> get breathe. A hold, get a hold of yourself. Yeah, <laughs> you're forgetting to breathe over there. Yeah. Uh, so, are you excited about Keanu? No, I mean, I'm not even excited about the Eternals. I, this the, the MCU is taking a weird turn that I'm not completely familiar with. They're going to the phase four, what they call it, which is like essentially it's going from. Um, it's going to get know, so convoluted. It already feels convoluted. It's, it's starting to get close. So when you're growing up, you knew the, the basic superheroes and you knew what they were about. 
And then when you were in high school, without you knowing it, somehow superheroes had different versions of each other, and they or like had different timelines of each other. And then there was these new superheroes, and it just it kind of like it was like a tree root where you had the basics, and then kind of spiraled out underneath the ground. We're, yeah, at we're some spiraling point, out. At some point, it's gonna be like they have to start from scratch, right? It's cool that they just intertwined twenty movies, and and it mm-hmm. came to a conclusion. But they're going to have to start from scratch. Otherwise, anyone that wants to get into the game is like, I'm not watching 20 fucking movies. No. But see, that's something that Marvel does do, which is in their in their books. I guess they have series for whenever they do a comic book series. Like, they'll all be writing because all their characters live in the same world. So, like, every few years, they'll be like, hit a button and, like, all right, reboot. And all the characters have, like, kind of different backstories. Different characters go with other ones. So, it's a, it's a reboot shuffle. Um, whereas DC, like the Batman, Superman, they've, they never reset and they always have like individual timelines that, that really don't contribute to anyone else's, which is good in its own sense. Cause you can just follow character as one at a time. Yeah. I mean, that's but this one back to her point of hand, Keanu Reeves, unless he is a guy who is a mute, whose superpower involves him being like unable to speak, but good at shooting things. I don't see it being successful. And also, he's he's going on board with Angelina Jolie and uh, Kumail Nanjiani. I don't, I can't pronounce that. But Angelina Jolie is signed on, which is kind of Kumail Nanjiani. I'm sure. Kumal. Jude if. Law. Attractive guy. Yeah. Hey, this is something we were just talking about. True crime. Yes. Bearbrook podcast. They found uh, a woman and two kids in barrels in the middle of the woods. They found one barrel. In like the eighties and another barrel twenty years later, three kids. Um the same woman who helped capture the California killer, whatever his name is, yep. helped find the killer in this one who's a creepy dude. It's a really cool, interesting podcast. Um Well, she did it because it was the California killer was just like a benefit of this one. Yeah, she, she was she basically she's used, a she genealogist used com. and Facebook. And she's a yeah. ge- genealogist and they talk about how it's gonna repl- it's gonna be the next DNA. It's gonna be the biggest thing in crime, and every city is gonna have a genealogist that can help do this. Uh, it's cool, cool podcast. If you're into that stuff, well, so, so what's good. this update? What could they, what, what new information could they have? Uh, when you listen to this tomorrow slash what, like we're listening to this the day it comes out, um, the New Hampshire State, New Hampshire State Police are holding a press conference, and they are going to announcing the development and new information to the case. So last time they had a, a, a press conference was like two years ago about it when they announced that they found identified the killer and identified that the killer um, was the father of one of the, the children found, but not the other two. Yeah. So they identified one body. They identified that. The, and so it, it could be it's probably going to be nothing because you'd like to think that this press conference is going to be like, all right, we've identified the bodies. So we know who these people are and they can actually be like. Go to rest, tell the families, and like have some kind of closure to it. But that never happens with these things, so I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. But I know, I know they're going to make a big, big spectacle of it for almost nothing, probably. Yeah. Which is sad. The whole the story is, is I mean, as into it as I am, and as 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 entertaining as I find the podcast, I know this is a sad, sad story that these three, three, uh, two kids and a, and a woman have no identity, and they haven't had an identity for for. 30 plus years, 35 years. It's crazy. Yeah. Terrible. It's sad. It's sad. Cool podcast, though. Ah, oh, so good. All right. Do you want to say anything on the Chernobyl ending? Uh, no, don't I, spoil it. Oh, well, of course not. I mean, 
I'm not going to tell you that Chernobyl is an explosion that kills a lot of people. What the fuck? I will tell you this, a little fun fact, that at the end they, sh- they showed like little like history tidbits of it. Um, the Soviet Union kept a, a death toll of the accident. Guess how? Uh, guess guess what their death toll? Like their their claim of responsibility for how many deaths for Chernobyl? Twenty thousand. Nope. Two thousand. No, that'd be embarrassing. Don't do that. Fifty thousand. No, it's uh, thirty-one. Oh, nice. I was close with my first guess. Yeah, <laughs> you said twenty thousand on your first guess. <laughs> thirty-one people. Thirty-one people. Not thirty-one thousand. No, thirty-one people. Died from Chernobyl. Yep. That's called propaganda. Oh, they were lying. Oh, of course. Okay. That's their. That's I, the I Soviet record. Yeah. I get it now. I get it now. I will the say this: I watched the first. Toll. I watched the first episode. It's very interesting. Really, really well done. Mm-hmm. I don't enjoy watching just like negligence. Okay, uh, negligence as in like physical negligence. Or the the uh, the political negligence, just like people being dumb, like no, we didn't blow the core. You're lying. You're lying. Oh, that one guy, the uh, Dietloff. Yeah, I just I hope it's not. I hope it's not eight or six episodes of people in power making mistakes. No, um, I mean there's a, there's a there's a, a bit of that because that's what the Soviet was. Yeah, yeah, but it, uh, it, just to deny, deny, deny. But I mean, Larry Gossip, the guy came in the. In the last scene, like our our friend from the terror, he uh, he's a beacon of hope. He's great. He is. This one should. There, there's there's Emmy talk for him. Oh yeah. For this. Cool. That's exciting. He's so good. Thanks. All I'm right. excited for you to watch it, and I think we should we should do a full review of it personally at Sounds some point. Good. You want to talk about these movies that are came out in the yeah, yeah I'd love to. I mean, the movie releases this weekend: uh, X Men Dark Phoenix. That's got our girl Sansa as the lead, and uh, uh, it doesn't have great reviews, so That's maybe bad. maybe not. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't like it, of course, but X-Men Junkies are going to be all about it, and we'll find out. Late Night, starring uh, Mindy Kaling. This one actually kind of looks interesting to me. She's the, the, the lone woman on a, on, a, uh, on a late night talk show of a, of a female co- comedian. It looks interesting. Uh-huh. It's something I haven't seen before. This is kind of like not not something you've seen. And then uh, I Am Mother. It's a thriller coming out on Netflix. I haven't heard of it, but in, in the wake of humanity's extinction, a teenage girl is raised by a robot designed to repopulate the Earth. But their unique bond is threatened when an inexplicable stranger arrives with alarming news. That's going to suck. That uh, sounds brutal. Mm-hmm. It sounds brutal. So that, that's about it. That's what's coming out this weekend. Uh, I'm not sure what we're watching next weekend. You and I... Dave will chat about that. We'll talk about that on uh, Monday when we're reviewing, uh, what the hell, a Rocket Man, the Elton John biopic. Yep. So uh, check us out on Monday for that. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us five stars. Check us out on six, at Six Pack Cinema for Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and the whole nine. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Did you make anything to say? Bye, guys. See ya. Goodbye.